Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Phil, I thought we might start today, since it's incredibly fashionable, with a couple of comments on the World Cup soccer. Oh, I reckon it was pretty good effort by Australia to make the World Cup, wasn't it, Rick? Do you really? <laughs> I was throwing the rod out there, wasn't I, eh? Doing a bit of fishing. Have, you haven't set me up, like <laughs> Well, I reckon it was. I know we, we're not a big soccer country by any means. We're ranked about 40th. 40-odd in the world, I believe, Rick. Uh, 36. 36. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're always going to struggle a bit, aren't we? So, Well, I've got no complaint about uh, necessarily the performance of the Australian soccer team. My complaint is really about the media and the soccer fans with their over-expectation of what Australia were going to do and that's where I think the whole thing comes undone. Um, without going into the technicalities of the ranking system but uh, the soccer community of the world are ranked according to standard and we've just mentioned that Australia ranks at number 36 at the present time and the group that we were drawn to play in um, were France ranked 7, Denmark ranked 12, Peru ranked 11, and Australia 36. Now, how the media and how the soccer world in Australia could hold an expectation that we were going to finish either, anywhere other than stone motherless last <laughs> when you're playing against three nations, the lowest of ranked 12th, is, I think, just fairy tale stuff. I mean, to be honest, I reckon you'd have a better chance of winning cross lotto than those statistics. And yet, but the build up was, my heavens, we've got we 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 could get through this. Yeah, well, it looks like we've had a bit of a tough draw. I mean, if we could get, you know, Iraq or somebody like that's probably ranked a fair bit lower and, you know, a couple of these other countries we might have got through. Let's face it. Well, the the trouble is though that that when you look at that that round of 32, eight teams of four that qualify for the World Cup, <coughs> basically, most of them are in the top 30. So that, oh, okay. So the only ones who'd missed out by chance, I guess, or bad luck, were uh, Chile, who are ranked ninth, the Netherlands, surprisingly 17th, even more surprisingly, Italy, 19th. Yeah, Italy. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it, is, it, it is interesting that Italy are have slipped down to the point that they're ranked 19th in the world. Yeah, I would have thought they were top 10. Yeah. So we won't go on too far, but what I think we have to put into perspective is also the geographical zone that Australia plays in to qualify to make the last 32. Now, with all due respect to the Aussies, and I'm an Aussie through and through, and what's more, I absolutely adore and love the game of soccer, but... You know, we, we, as it were, scraped into the World Cup by beating Honduras. Honduras are ranked 62nd in the world. However, if you look at the world rankings on Mr. Google, you'll find that there is a gap at 62 because Honduras have not consistently played enough soccer in the last four years to have their status recognised. So that puts into perspective the side that we beat to, as it were, fall into 
the World Cup. And so, so, so be it. Uh, and on its day, of course, no matter whether you're the best or worst in a game of soccer, you can win and lose. But in the overall scheme of things, I believe that to, to paint Australia as having a big chance of progressing to the knockout round was totally unrealistic. Mm. And that's... No, I probably agree with you there, knowing those figures there, like 7, 11, 12... We're 36, so, I mean, well, you're it's behind, always an uphill battle. You're behind the eight yep. ball, aren't you, really, from the very start? And, I mean, you've got to play Timmy Cale, who's 37 years old. Well, I there's mean, the other you, thing. You know, he's been a fantastic striker, but, you he know, has. do we have to play a 37-year-old guy? Well, the reality is that the, the question mark is that that is the problem. Uh, according to uh, our uh, short-term coach... He was very happy with the way we defended and played the game, but he said, you've got to score goals to win. And we didn't score goals. The only two goals we scored were penalty shots. And the fact is that if Timmy Cahill is our best striker at that age, then we're, we're not producing the goods. Mm. And I've got a feeling it goes back to the A-League where we're importing so many players. If you look at the Reds, mm. uh, you've hardly got... You have... But you've got a vast majority of the side that come from Spain or wherever. Now, that's all and good to keep, as it were, the Reds up there for the competition. But for every import player, there's one less local player. Yeah. And you can't play exactly. imports in your Australian team when you go to the World Cup. Some so of those Australian names, I tell you what, if they're not imports, they're, I don't know where they've been anyhow. But anyway, look, we'll keep a bit of that up our sleeve because uh, in a couple of weeks' time I have organised yes. now for Ryan Kitto, Australian stri- uh, South Australian striker, to come on and uh, we'll have a chat to Ryan and see what he's got to say about it. Well, I think that's really good. And, of course, he is, uh, without getting ahead of uh, a show or two ahead, he is a good example of a local product uh, being given an opportunity. I'm not saying he should be Australia's striker at this moment in time, but... Um, you know, it is a bit of a chicken and the egg thing, though. Mm. Uh, we, we're trying to increase the standard, uh, and we're using imports to do that. The same thing's happening in basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. You go and see the 36s, and there's it's about not... two local names that you know, and the rest are from America. Yeah. So Anyway. Yeah, I mean, we'll leave a bit of that up our sleeve yeah. for Ryan in a couple of yeah. weeks. And and, um... and and I hope whoever's listening to us doesn't consider that I'm just knocking it. To be honest, I believe it's just a constructive criticism that... Uh, it's really the media and the uh, forcing the expectation that we're all of a sudden going to play in the final of the World Cup. Yeah, no. So I there we go. Agree with. You. Okay, we'll leave that as it is, and uh, we'll we'll touch on that again in a couple of weeks. Sure, I think, Rick. Oh, I'm happy. To um, go what about that, the AFL this week, Rick? Well, a couple of interesting things. I really believe that uh, uh, having watched that magnificent game last night between uh, uh, Sydney, Sydney and, and Richmond. Richmond and I must confess that sitting there, I felt quite proud as a member of the Port Adelaide Football Club that I could look at my partner, the beautiful Sally, and say, well, you've got to remember we've beaten both these sides. And um, it was a classy game. And, and Jack Rewont was just outstanding. Absolutely unbelievable performance. And Richmond were a class above. Even though Sydney got back a couple of times within a kick, um, Richmond just found another, another gear and... Uh, uh, in fact, uh, although they were only just up at half-time, you felt as though they were a four or five goal better side that 
didn't really put the the score on the board early, but uh, they were good. Yeah, well, that's about when I tuned in, and it, not looking at the score, but the commentators were sort of talking Richmond up so much, and I thought, well, it's only 12 points of difference, or whatever it was, and um, but they must have been playing some good footy uh, before then, so uh, fair enough. And, yes. uh, this week, Jack Trengove, what do you think of that? Gets well, a first run for... Power well, after... I think it, I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, the guy has had a, a remarkably strange history uh, of uh, given an opportunity to captain Melbourne at such a young age, which I think probably was the downfall of him in terms of pressure and expectation. And I guess realistically, he's never really lived up to that. And maybe you, it's very hard to put a young head on uh, an old head on young shoulders. And let's hope that this time round, um, Port, I think, have nursed him pretty well. And let's hope that he grabs this opportunity. Well, they interviewed him a couple of weeks ago on the, uh, after the Maggie's game and um, seems a really nice down-to-earth young lad. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been keeping an eye on his uh, form and I rate him. He's uh, certainly, the stats are on the board with the Maggie's. So, uh, yeah, good luck to him. Yes, I think if anyone is going to, as it were, look after him and nurse him, it's Hinkley. I mean, Hinkley seems to have this reputation. I'd actually enjoy sitting down and talking with Ken Hinkley because uh, the the number of players who really consider him almost like a father figure. Um, uh, uh, and so there you go. And your uh, your star your star back is having a rest this week, Phil. My who? Hey. Your Port Adelaide defender, he's having a Jonas? rest. Jonas? No, Jonas is having a yeah, rest too. Which other one? Uh, Jonas is having a rest from his hamstring. He's just this on me. Really? Didn't yes. you know? Who's your favourite? Double-barrelled name. No. Burn Jones? Burn Jones? Oh, no. Yeah, what's, what did he get up to? He had a, he slept in. And oh, is so, that what it was? So yeah, been, yeah. I saw, I saw, it was a club suspension. Yeah, I knew that. Don't worry, folks. It's all right. You just wind Phil up occasionally and you get him oh. on the right track. Um, it's up at very, very early hours this morning. Club suspension for one yeah. week. I okay, tell you what, yeah. he is a big miss. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Sorry, I, I it, yeah, I did missed what you. I wasn't quite on the way. I mean, you take you take him and Jonas out. I mm. mean, I mean, our both defense, in good form. Our, oh, our defence has been. Yep. I mean, it's the it's the reputation in the AFL of being the un the who defence, and yet it's been as solid as a rock. We're lucky we got Hompshi that can sort of <coughs> always cover Jonas, and I believe Hompshi's probably still in it best. He's in our best. Well, Hinkley squad, keeps saying but, he's in uh, our best. Um, anyway, yeah, um, I consider it to be a danger game. I'm picking Port to beat them. So but, am I. Uh, yeah, but, but look, yeah. yeah, we've dropped these games in the past. We have, we? and this is again the big test. Like after we played now a couple of games with four, four quarters, which is an unusual mm. thing. Yep, we have. That's a very good statement. We have dropped games like this in the past. And I've got to confess, I tipped Sydney last night. I'm another tip. I'm a tip down on you now. So. Well, I'm glad you recognise that. Yeah. Did you hear that, folks? That's, there you go. Uh, and uh, uh, I think there's a couple of others during the round that. Yeah, we, we got uh, Bulldogs and Geelong. Oh, uh, well, you know, Geelong. Geelong. Yep, me too. GWS versus Hawthorne. Well, this is, I think you're going GWS. No, I'm not. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going, going Hawthorne, Hawthorne as well, yeah. Uh, Essen and North Melbourne. I'm definitely going North Melbourne. Yeah, good side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gold Coast versus Collingwood. Uh, well, Collingwood need only play for the first half, Ooh, I think. Okay, fair enough. Yep, Collingwood for me. Melbourne and St Kilda. Oh, that's even worse. Yep. Melbourne might only have to yep. play for a quarter. <laughs> Frio versus Brisbane. 
uh, cakewalk. So it's in it's, it's in, in free over yeah, in WA. If it was if it was up in Brisbane, I might give it <coughs> uh, Brisbane an outside chance, but not over there. And the last game, well, it's, uh, Crows versus West Coast. Crows versus West Coast. It's the it's it's a clash between people all claiming that they've got so many injuries they don't know what to do with it. Uh, I would actually argue that the the West Coast with their two huge gun tall forwards out probably are suffering from injuries more than the Crows, particularly since the Crows have got a couple back. But I'm going West Coast. I'm going the Crows. There you go. There's the one I catch back up on. <laughs> All right, enough of uh, the AFL. We'll quickly run over the local footy. We've got to, uh, to this week, Tanunda versus Freeling. Tanunda versus Freeling. I mean, the interesting thing is that uh, with the demise of uh, Salisbury North, mm. uh, there are a few uh, refugees moving into the Barossa League from the defunct uh, band Salisbury North, Salisbury yep. North team. <coughs> Freeling and Capunda seem to be the ones uh, getting most of them. South Gawler got two. Yes, they got the Hay yes, brothers. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, I'll go Freeling. Wow, we Tanunda by a mile. Freeling, upset. Okay. Williston and Newry, and you're covering Will this game, Rick. Williston. So, Williston. For, uh, Newry for me. Yeah, well, there's, there's two. There's two. Two different. Anguston and Central. Oh, Ango. Ango for me. But I wouldn't be surprised. No. It, it could be the week of upsets. And Kapunda versus South Gawler at Kapunda. I reckon I'm going to be radical. I'm going South Gawler. You know what? I reckon I will too. Oh, I reckon they're going to, yeah. Speaking of, local, speaking of local footy, Phil, did you hear about the club that was going through a bit no. of a rough patch? No. How rough? Well, I, I, I've heard that this is factual, right? Really? Yep. And uh, the president uh, said to uh, ask the bloke, he said, I'd like to speak to the landlord of the clubhouse. And he said, speaking? It's about the roof. What about it? You know what he said? No. We'd like one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were struggling. <laughs> Salary cap hit them. <coughs> Must have been. Um, all right. Uh, so, oh, well, I'll quickly run over last uh, Barossa District. Just tell me about that game last week. Oh. Tanunda and Barossa. Well, I think we both picked Barossa by a couple goals. Well, I in the years that I've been covering uh, BL and G now, I, I've never seen anything like it. Tanunda were awesome. That is, I mean, it's an overused word in today's world. They were awesome. From the get-go, they were hard, tough, at the ball. They won the ball at stoppages from the centre takeaways. They, I can't believe that I'm going to say this, they annihilated Barossa. Mm. Can Barossa get back now from that and beat Tanunda, say, in a final? Well, or are they gone? Well, like... you, well, you don't know. I mean, the answer is that... It, it, a week is, you know, the proverbial cliche, a week is a long time in sport, and it might be just the hiccup. Uh, they were not in the same class. I must confess that I was expecting uh, them to make some sort of effort mm. at least to equalise yep. the scoring, even if it was quarter by quarter in, say, the third and fourth quarters, and they just... they were, I mean, it was almost as if... They'd got off on the wrong step and nobody was in charge of, of putting them back into marching time. So uh, no big <coughs> noticeable outs for Barossa other than Goodfellow oh, running the water. So, running the water, uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, interesting there. But 
they never got back into marching time, and and that might be just that they had a really bad day, uh, because I I think realistically you can't tell me that Tanunda are a hundred and forty no, point better no. side, but. How long it takes to recover, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just sticks in the back of your mind that we copped a, a flogging, yeah. uh, you know, the, the second round yeah. of the... Um... I mean, there is the thing that just uh, remind every time I think about it was just the the dominance of the hardball gets that Tanunda provided. And this Turlick, I honestly... I going to bring him up. Uh, well, is well, he your tip for uh, the medal? Honestly, he's won the medal already as far really? as I'm concerned. He, wow, big call. Every game I've seen them play, and I've seen them play a few, he's got to have got votes, one, two or three. And I agree, because I, I saw him at Tanunda and Nuri, and they lost that day, but I still reckon he would have probably got two votes. And he didn't put himself in the best players where he should have, yeah. because he was Tanunda's yeah. best. Yeah. Um, he, all right, we'll, yeah. we better we better uh, close up on that too. Uh, look, just quickly on uh, Nick Kyrgios, I won't. I'm not going to harp on this again. Oh, your mate again? Rude gesture uh, with his water bottle, hey? What can they do, Rick? What can they do? Well, Twenty three thousand dollar fine, well, big deal. Well, Phil, I'll ask you. You're the tennis expert. You've been at the Australian Open, officiating, and all those things. What is the point? In handing a fine of twenty three thousand dollars to him, that would He'd be, probably have that in his back pocket. He would. It would be small change. Yeah. Now, you know, why don't they ban him? Well, where's the suspension? Surely there's well, a suspension. You know, I mean, it's a wonderful phrase. Another great cliche of sport: bringing a sport into disrepute. Ooh. Now. Surely this bloke does it every time he yeah, walks on the court. Exactly right. So clean it up. Get I rid mean, of him. Up until then, he played good tennis, and they're ranting and raving about him, and then he just yeah. loses the plot, right. and away we go again. Well, it's a bit. And we're like, going to put up with that. It's a bit like the cricket Australia syndrome, and it's one of my pet hobbies. But you start at the top. The sea, well, the the, the 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 chief is going in cricket Australia, mm. but why you let the officialdom of tennis sit there in their leather chairs mm. and watch this carry on? Uh, something's got to be done. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. All right, folks, we've cleaned up the sporting yeah, world for we... this week. So until next time, this is Rick. And this is Phil.